Football is back, Mountaineer Nation, and that means two things. Tailgates and screaming let's go with 60,000 of our closest Mountaineer friends. To help you look your best in brand new merch and accessories, our friends at the Book Exchange will give you 25% off your order with our promo code BX4FINAL4. You may have heard it a bunch before, but 25% off these days is a huge deal. Save money, look great, and get all the best gear before the first home game. Shop in store at their downtown Morgantown or Evansdale locations or online 24-7 at bookexchangewv.com. That promo code is BX, the number four, F-I-N-A-L, number four. Share it with your friends and family, too. Eat pit. Recorded live in Morgantown, West by God, Virginia, and across the world with your hosts, Kevin Jones, John Flowers, and our lovely co-host, Ashley. This is the Final Forecast Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Final Forecast with me, super real estate agent. Great basketball player, but, you know, had to put it down for a second. Uh, great husband, great father, you know, just all around best time in the world. Jay Flo, got my guy Kevin Jones with me. You. And our lovely co-host, Ash. That's me. Super producer, Dave. Hi. And Dave actually did some producing this week because we got a real special guest. Mm, real special guest. Talk about it. I mean, arguably one of, I mean, to me, the best running back ever to come through West mm, Virginia. You know what I mean? Talk you to know, him. I know, I know everybody else came. I know uh, Tavon Austin. I know Nolan came through. But we got Steve Slayton today. Woo! fellas and ladies. Thanks for having me. The, the dime of the nickel and dime <laughs> double duo. That was Pat White and Steve Slayton. What's going on, Steve? Man, I can't call it, man. How y'all doing? Chilling, man. Chilling, man. Just just grinding, man. I'm, I'm dumb hooping. So I mean, I could I could ask you a little bit of advice about how it was when you got done playing football. Steve, before before you get even further into this, let's just stop. John does this once per season. He says he's retired and he doesn't actually really retire until he finds a job in a couple months. So don't please don't don't indulge I'm sorry, in this. I know, I know John ain't about the fun of games, man. I know he, he can't call basketball coach just yet. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I got two daughters, you know what I mean? Like, you, you got kids. I got three. I got three kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Come on now. Hey, shoot. Uh, my, my, my kids in high school. So you know how it is. Like, you just got to be home. Mm-hmm. You just got to have some type of stability. You can't just be out traveling the world in Japan by yourself, mm-hmm. eating noodles every day. You got to be home, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, to, to that statement of uh, knowing when to call it quits is really just talking to yourself and talking with your uh, your wife or your significant other just about what can you do if it's worth it anymore and have you done enough? I mean, I think, um, you know, playing sports, it's, I think the biggest thing about sports, it's, it's a it's a child's game still at the end of the day. Right. So as a, as a grown man or as a, an adult, like you can only do so much of it and it's really just being satisfied of what you gave in and what you, what you love of the sport, right. the call quits. 
I think I think the hardest thing for me, well, tax-free money. It's just easy money. Like you said, it's a child's game. You're playing a game for some easy money. You know what I mean? I think that's the hardest thing to, to let go. And I, you know, like we grow up playing our our sport. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I've been playing basketball since I was three years old. And now it's time to like find something else. It's time to grow up and and basically get a whole yeah. new identity. So. Yeah. My, my thing is it's it's tough though like for John I I you know I get I get your point you know you have you have two kids now you have a wife so you have responsibilities that like take that take you away from basketball. My my thing is like man I don't know. I guess whenever I get in that position I I could say it better but I just don't know man if I feel like I could still do it it'd be hard it, you got to like rip me away from like the game but then I also don't want to play until I'm 40 something either. I actually want to enjoy the rest of my life without having to wake up all the all the dedication it takes to you know try to stay at that level too. So, I mean, I get it. I get both sides of that. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah. No, I, I feel like um, John. Well, you travel more than I've traveled. Um, but when I played for um, in Canada, I was two years removed. Like I was still training every day. Like I wanted to play. Mm-hmm. And as the opportunity came, but then that year or being gone for six months, it just wasn't worth it anymore. Like I did, I knew who I was, how I can play, what I did, my, you know, my game film showed I could still play these games, but being away for six months wasn't worth it. Yeah. How was Canada? What part of Canada was you in? I was in uh, Toronto. It was, it was definitely uh, very different. It, it's funny just being, you know, I've been all over the U.S., but, you know, with football, you really don't travel as far. So that's probably the, the furthest I traveled with football was uh, Toronto. But went to Vancouver, uh, Winnipeg, uh, Scar- Scarborough, where, where, all the team. Went all, all over Canada. It was, you know, just a different experience. But yeah. I can say, I, I mean, that's my traveling experience with football. Let's talk about that in comparison to, like, being in America and playing football as opposed to Canada. Like, is it different game-wise, too? Like, I mean, I don't I don't know much about it, you know? Uh, money-wise, it's very different. <laughs> <laughs> I figured it but no, it's, it's very It's very different just because of, I mean, you don't, if you don't know, um, they play 12-man, they play three downs. So it's a different um, aspect of football. But um, I, I say my experience was, was um, they had to have six Canadians on the field and six Americans mm. at all times. So it wasn't... The best to play was uh, more more of appeasing. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Do you have a lot of fans there? Fans yeah, there's there? a good amount of fans. Um, I think with Toronto, you know, Toronto is such a beautiful big city. They have, uh, I'll say, bigger sports teams. You got the Raptors, you got the Blue Jays, you got um, was it the, the Maple Leaves? So it's uh, it kind of reminded me of like what a college experience would be. Um, in a major city. Mm. I met some uh, some friends. I have some friends in Canada, actually. Well, I had some. Crazy. <laughs> <Yeah, so damn. laughs> that does not surprise <laughs> me at all. <laughs> nah, I, I, I'm gonna just go ahead and say Canada has some of the most beautiful women I've ever met in my life. God, here we go. Here we go. Go ahead, ask him. Go ahead, ask him. We know it's coming. Ask. Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't even think about that. It took me back to another time. That's what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, but I mean, Canada, Canada's a fun place too. It's just different, man. So I never been yeah. there, but I know some people from there. A lot of go. Yeah, you ain't. Uh, was was there like the XFL and stuff like that during your time? Why why 
Canada. Was there any other options, or Canada was it? Um, not no XFL was not done. Um, it was just really like um, I don't say ego, but it's like oh, you know, coming from the NFL, it was like you you look at NFL as a the top tier. So going down a step is you know you don't want to do it. But it was you know two years removed, and it was like it was an opportunity that I felt that you know okay, let me see. Let me see if I, see, you know, because it's you, you want to be rusty, not playing against talent, especially in football. So it was one of those things. So it was like, oh, here's an opportunity. This is guaranteed. Let me try it. After you graduated from WVU, did you have an opportunity at the NFL? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you, you talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, really nah, John. I was, I was very fortunate and blessed to. Uh, have left uh, West Virginia as a junior to pursue my career as a NFL player. Oh, you left as a junior? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What made you make that decision? Wait, what? Like, because usually people, <laughs> usually guys say the whole four years. So you you must have thought you were like a, sh- a shoe-in for to to get drafted, right? Because usually people people would stay the whole four years. Yeah, um, there was a. I think there's a lot of variables uh, for me because I think after my sophomore year, I was projected top top ten. Because mm-hmm. I couldn't leave my sophomore year, but um, saying going into well, we have this game this weekend coming up against uh, shit or pit. I mean, <laughs> um, <laughs> it was one of those things to where it's like I I reached what I could reach. Mm. That was the closest we were get to a national championship. Um, I finished fourth in the Heisman voting. Um, we won BCS game. It was no. It was honestly no more um, stones to unturn. I felt so. It's one of those things to where it's like, hey, uh, as a running back, you only have such a longevity on your body, and it was like, hey, I'd rather go early and spend the time in the NFL. So that was just a big decision. It was just you know a business decision too. I don't know why I thought you and Pat was in the same class. Like I, you, so no, you, Pat came uh, a year earlier than Steve. Damn, yeah, I, Pat, I Pat was a redshirt freshman. I was a true freshman, but yeah, no, no. Pat left right after me. Okay, yeah, because I mean, we had class together, and y'all used to come in there just <laughs> acting up. Yeah, you no, know, that was you. Playing, smell like black, smell like black and mild. Uh, <laughs> black and miles. Exactly. Yeah. No, yeah. Tell me you were smoking black and miles. Yeah. Yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I came your soph- your sophomore year. I don't know what you was like your freshman year. I don't know what you was like. Nah, that was that was. I heard Ste- stories, but that was Steven <laughs> and, and the club freaking the black and miles in the corner. <laughs> oh. oh my god. <laughs> But nah, they used to act up, man. Uh, get a teacher a hard time flirting with the girls in class. Him and Pat, man. They used to uh-huh. run campus, man. You see, you see John talking about himself like that. <laughs> Trying to use me. Don't use me on your platform. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but how was it though? Like your time in school here, like being a big man on campus. Like during that time, I always say uh, it, was, it was the golden years. You know what I mean? Like yeah, like, y'all. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was definitely very different because I think. Um, no high school kid, no kid can um, really fathom or have an idea what college life is going to be, unless you, you know, somebody else tells you about it. But um, no, it was a great process. I think um, just from a fan base, all all sports, it was um, um, a great morale booster just to play the game you love and going to school too. I think um, it's really receptive. I, I, you know, I enjoyed my time in West Virginia. I think. Um, it's it's crazy to say that um, you know West Virginia doesn't have any 
major sports program, no professional sport team, but you know, we we were treated like a professional, uh, a major sports brand. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you said that um, you left like your junior year. One of the reasons why was because um, you felt like you guys went as far as you as you could have gone. But uh, you don't think if you came back that next year that y'all could have like ran it back and tried to get even further, try to actually win a national championship. Nah, or you um, thought looking, it was over once was... Uh, looking back at it, um, and I feel like it's funny. Uh, one of the, the knocks on myself um, for the NFL is I had too much game film. Mm. What does that mean? So I had, well, I, I played since I was a freshman, so I had three years of tape. Mm-hmm. So right. I don't think um, I don't think four years would have done me any justice. Oh, okay. okay. So I mean, you know, that's, that's hindsight twenty twenty. Looking back at it, but um, I think you know. That was always a goal. You know, college was uh, a means to get to my goal. My goal was always to be in the NFL. So I think, um, you know, depending on the year, um, no, I, I still think as a business decision, I still would have left. Mm-hmm. Intact, whole intact and everything, I, I, I left. How much yeah. of a factor did Noel, Devon coming in, and Tavon, I mean, Tavon, you wasn't here for Tavon. But how yeah, much Tavon of- wasn't. Um, well, funny story. I, I feel like I never told anybody this a lot. Um, Bill Stewart, you know, he uh, rest, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. He took over, and um, we had a meeting before I made my decision. He told me that, um, you know, whatever I wanted, I was going to get. Mm. You know, as as far as carries and just um, not, not records. Uh, I think I still have all those, but um, it was just <laughs> one of those things. He made assurance to me that hey, look, like if you come back, like it's not you're not going to be. Pushed aside as he's still going to be, be the guy, but um, you know, like I said, you know, being a running back and time comes, it was just really just you know my time to go. All right. Yeah. So, so you, you have an interesting backstory too, Steve, which I don't think a lot of people know. I mean, obviously, most of us Mountaineer fans, you know, met you when you first got to to WVU. We didn't know too much about your past, and I read an article yesterday that I found fascinating that you weren't really like you weren't recruited like maryland gave you an offer and then rescinded it which i have to talk yeah. about that how the hell does that even happen <laughs> and you don't even know about it yeah well that's a, that's a blessing in disguise um i think um the thing about football is you know you have football towns to where you, you talk about football you talk about texas you talk about california you talk about florida uh pennsylvania and the most um i think is just by size i wasn't that big i was just fast um, so I think it's just the area I grew up in to where, you know, talent, well, it's, it's, it's a lot of factors that go into rating. And mm-hmm. even across, you know, basketball, NBA, MLB, um, there's people that are underrated. There's people that make it up. Um, even NFL, the not all, it's not made up of first rounders. It's made around fifth round or fourth rounders. So, um, yeah, it's just somebody, you know, somebody's judging you on talent. Right. Pretty much at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So we asked uh, Pat White about this. I mean, like you said, we're about to play shit pit in a, in a few days. Let's talk about that game, man. Uh, I, I blame <clears throat> I blame Pat McAfee. I heard he had a big party at the house the day like a couple <laughs> nights before. <laughs> nah, nah nice. you can't you can't blame any any one single body because you know football is the greatest team sport you can play. All right. Um, I think it's one of those things too where it was just a. Uh, a lack of um, mental toughness and uh, just being in the moment because yeah. that's what rivalries are. Rivalries become, it doesn't matter what your record is. You don't, you're not guaranteed to win. 
Right. And, and, you know, like I think um, everybody's experienced a robbery coming from high school um, or middle school retirement, just a team that you don't like, and you get more amped for that game. And I think that we just weren't uh, prepared. We didn't prepare ourselves for that. We were thinking about the championship. Mm. Yeah, that's there it crazy. Is. I mean, let's like the, the so the week before that, like, what's the the mindset of the game? Is just like, hey, we're gonna beat these guys. Like, y'all just look past them. Like, they want nothing. And well, shit, you, we was we were spanking them for three, uh, two years. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. We put up forty or forty plus points. So I think um, it was one of those things to where shit. You think about our team is that we could score at any given moment. Right. So it was like, oh, you know, you think about, was it 13-9? You think that we ever lose a game 13-9 is, is mm. crazy. That's our <laughs> first quarter score or something like that. Not to be a, a whole game. It's just, you know, like I said, that's what rivalries do. Rivalries amp teams up. They're just more prepared. And um, for them, you know, they have more motivation to knock off the number two team. And if you think, well, if I remember, the number twos are getting knocked off every week. Right. Mm-hmm. That's why. That's how we got to number two. It was just one of those seasons to where, Shit, number two ain't gonna, ain't gonna make it to the end. Damn, I, I was talking about Pat. I, I forgot he missed that field goal. I wasn't even thinking about that. I was thinking about the, <laughs> the, oh, I told the, you. the party lies. that he threw. Nah, they Jesus. say he threw like a big. <laughs> Pat used to be wild, man. <laughs> we all were, you know what I mean. But they said he threw a big party like the week before. I don't think. I don't think it was before. I think it might have been um, just past weekends. But um. Like I said, you know, it's, it's not just one person because yeah. he made a field goal. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a it's a team it's a team effort. What was the the feeling like in the locker room after that game, or just around campus after that game? Mm. Um, around campus or just the locker? I think it was. Yeah, well, I think the biggest thing is disappointment because it's a chance to you know get a ring that right. not everybody gets. But um, I think we we showed resilience and. Uh, Coming back and you know going to the Fiesta Bowl and speaking Oklahoma, so it wasn't anything. We didn't, it was no linger. It was one of those things to where we got we still got a job to do and we got the job done. Yeah. yeah. Who, who won uh the national championship that year? I think y'all could have beat him. LSU. LSU. You think y'all think. you think y'all could have beat them that year? Shit, we could beat anybody. I feel like yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I, I'm true. not gonna put I'm, I'm not gonna put any team you know over. I think. Um, just because um, our success in playing in playoff or um, out of state tier or different conference games, I think we could have beat anybody. I don't know. Um, I mean, I think it'd been a close game. I think been competitive, but I think you know, I didn't say we're gonna lose. Yeah. Mm. Tra- transition into uh, these last couple years of WVU football since you played in kind of like the the golden era, I would say of WVU football. Like, what do you think about Neil Brown's job so far? Just pretty much the. <laughs> Since you've left, like how how do you feel like the the state of West Virginia football is now after after y'all did what y'all did here? That's a good question. Um, I, I believe in a, a lot in Neil Brown. I think um, uh, coaching West Virginia is is a different um, job, a different uh, spirit because you take on the whole state. Everybody's looking at you. So I think um, he's a, a, a great epitome of being a West Virginia coach. I think. Um, the state of West Virginia football, I don't think he's had a fair shake yet just because of COVID, but that's everybody. I think, um, you know, like I said, very optimistic of us having a good year this year. And I hope that he, he comes through and, um, you know, as well, because um, a lot of coaches are leaving just for the money. It's not a lot of stable jobs out there. Is he in the hot seat, Ash? 
Uh, personally, I mean, obviously he is. The sad truth, though, is that I wish more people understood that it's not that easy to go in, take a team, and then just make it happen. I mean, you've got to build it. You know, think about when he first got here. Those aren't his recruits. Those aren't the guys that, you know, he chose. Uh, this year, obviously, we're going to see more of that. But um, I hate that all these people are like, oh, they're going to suck. And, you know, Neil Brown's got to go. Like, give him a break. I mean, granted, he's going to have to show a little something this year. But um, it's just a tough position to put somebody in and then expect him to just light everything up. Like, I'm sure Steve can answer to that, too. It's not that easy. (laughs) It's not that easy. No, it's it's literally having the right pieces in place and having, you know, people consistently. Because, I mean, you got to think about it. You're playing... You're playing with you're playing with uh, pieces. Right. You're, you're on a controller. Like he's not out there running the ball, catching the ball, throwing the ball. So it's it's a big difference for coaches. But um, I think, um, like I said, this year I think with our ranking or with our the people him having you know, three years under his belt, I think it should be a lot better. Because um, where he came from, Troy, he did really well with that program, developing that program. So you know you got well, let's say trust the process. Mm-hmm. Mm. Trust the clown. Is that what it is? Yeah, trust the clown. <laughs> but process, that's, that's the, that's the uh, sixes, right? Trust the process. They're saying um, no, they sold 10,000 less uh, season tickets this year. That's the word on the, on the Morgantown streets. Man, I remember a time we played a game, we was losing, and they left. For they banging to get back in, so you know, you know, you know how much we can, dude. Yeah. Hey, listen, they gonna they gonna be upset that they gonna come back. They definitely they not gonna miss out on football season. That's one thing they're not gonna miss. Yeah, Facts. They, they they will talk whatever, but they'll be out there yeah. in tailgates. That's exactly. Yeah. Jello, them Jello yeah. shots hit different though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, are you are you going to the pit game? I know. I think Pat McAvee. I think. Uh, I um. No, we're actually. Uh, we're trying to figure out what game to come back to to do, to do our podcast, Vernon Couch Pod. Uh, so yeah, no, not, not this game. So, but, but I'll be I'll be back for a game. I usually try to make at least one. Yeah. How do they treat you when you come back? Because I heard mixed stories about different players. They come back. Oh, we, uh, the past uh, was uh, our guy Dana. Yeah. He's actually here in Houston. Um, it, it wasn't as um, you know like as friendly as I thought it'd be just from past or just of what, you know, what we you meant done. to football, yeah, meant to the university because, you know, a lot of guys that go to or went to different universities, you see them going back and it's, it's just a totally different vibe. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, so Dana, that's, you know, Dana, Dana didn't, I mean, I, I wouldn't expect that from Dana. Dana's cool as hell. You would love Dana Hogerson, I think, but. Mm-hmm. I, I met him a couple of times, but I, um, I don't think that you know he wasn't a long-term West Virginia coach, right? He wasn't. You know, this it was a a, a stepping stool. It was a, you know mm. a st- he wasn't here for a long call. And you could feel that. You remember? Remember we played a TCU? Yeah. I forget mm-hmm. the quarterback name. He shook his hand on the sideline during the game. Yeah. Mm. And he made a big play. I was like, all right, listen, like, nah, you gotta be like, fuck that dude. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that still has a, a sour taste in my mouth. Of, mm. You know, just like that's not what West Virginia football is, or West Virginia yeah. coaches are. Yeah. Right. It don't. It don't strike me like he ever. I don't want to say he didn't embrace the culture, like he didn't like being there, but just kind of like his attitude and his demeanor just didn't strike me as a a West Virginia guy or coach or whatever that people would embrace like that. But he was winning though, so yeah. 
that trumps yeah. everything at the end of the day, I feel like. So that's, that's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting that you you remember those little nuances of of the game. I, I always wonder, like, do alumni look back, look at stuff like that and like, hey, what what are we doing? You know what I mean? And I think I think alumni should have some say in some type some stuff like that too, you know what I mean? Um, I think um with your your involvement, like you can't be uh what do you say, uh Monday Monday uh, quarterbacks. You can't be you know, hindsight after the game, but it's like uh, no, it's just one of those things to where would I do it? No. Yeah. But you know, it's like you know, even like um, like now um, that we're talking shit um, in a NFL chat with uh, my old Texas buddy that went to Pitt, mm-hmm. and we still you know we still you know, have that trash talk to. <laughs> would they have shook mm-hmm. my hand on on the game day? <laughs> or played on the team? No. So it's just you know, it's always you got to be competitive twenty four seven. Amen. Yeah, I was, or I was, even during you know during that, four, that that hour time. Yeah. During all those four quarters is being competitive. I was wondering about that with football players. Like, do y'all have friendly banter on the field while y'all playing, or is this no friends on the field? Or is it different for each? Oh, player? oh, it's definitely it's definitely friendly banter because um, uh, you, you think about it, it's not all you're not playing with all your alumni. You're playing against each other. You're playing against your your friends that right. you played with. So you know it's one of those things to where, um, you know, I'll say. Certain games are different. I don't think I've had those teams. I think um, Pittsburgh versus uh, the Ravens probably not as friendly, not not yeah. friendly banter. Probably maybe after you know, yeah. the, uh, clock hit zero in the fourth quarter. But um, yeah, no, you, you talk during half t- or not half time, but during timeouts and stuff like that. You know, if you're cool. I, I would say regular season games. Yeah. But when the lights come on during playoffs, it's probably not. <laughs> exactly. What, what was your favorite experience uh, playing in the NFL? I mean, obviously, besides playing the biggest stage that you can play in football, what, what was a moment that stuck out to you, whether on the field or on the field, that's Oof. like, I, I belong I, here, or it's like, wow, I'm, I'm really here, or whatever? I, well, I said first and foremost, being drafted is, uh, you know, was a blessing. Um, but I'll say um, to Monday night, December second, playing against the uh, Jaguars. I had a good game. Had like three touchdowns, two hundred some purpose yards, and uh, Emma Smith was there, and that's why I got to meet him. And that was one of my favorite running backs. So that was one of those things to where, you know, I met met my idol and had a good game too. So yeah, that was that was that was real special. How was that NFL experience though? Like as far as. Just traveling, you get to play against some of the best players. You get to play with some of the, some probably some of the guys you watched on TV growing up. Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. Um, no, it was it was great. It's one of those things to where I think I was still uh, on cloud nine my rookie year, just like oh shit, like I'm here and I understand. And uh, I think the um, the biggest thing of playing a sport is the um, longer you're gonna play, is the more professional you come. When you learn that, oh, how to be professional, how to move daily, weekly, monthly, yearly. So, um, it, it, yeah, no, it was just, you know, a dream come true. Right. Facts. But uh, going back to WVU days, I remember, like like I said, it was a golden age. Basketball was doing good. Mm-hmm. Football was at, at, at its peak, you know what I mean? And I kind of remember a little bit of tension between football players and basketball players. It wasn't the top guys. It wasn't you – it wasn't mm-hmm. Pat. It wasn't Pat McAfee. It was always like 
a defensive end, third string. You know what I mean? That was <laughs> getting into it with, with, with the basketball players. I ain't gonna say no names. Kevin Jones and company. No. Oh yeah, no, I see Kev totally the, being like that. Don't the club. Yeah, don't bunch me in that, bro. KJ was in a couple fights. <laughs> KJ was involved in Ash, Ash, do not. I don't believe it. If by involved, meaning that I was on the side of somebody, something that was happening, if that's what that means, then yeah, I was involved. Did, do you remember any of that tension, Steve? Um, I, I think I've heard about it, but, you know, it's nothing that I experienced or nothing that, you know, I didn't feel away towards anybody. Like, I, I think I was, um, you know, genuinely friendly. I don't think, right. you know, I didn't take that, you know, like, oh, like, no, you can play this sport, I play my sport, but and we still have a team, and we still gonna have our fans. Like, right. we still gonna have mm-hmm. West Virginia behind us. So right. I, I don't think, um, yeah, no. I didn't experience nothing of that, but I've heard of it, but... Yeah, like I feel first like, year? No, I don't know. I feel like it was always over some girl. Well, that's, that's a that's a uh, a guy treat. Yeah. They, think, you know, they think they got they got to shoot everything. Nah. <laughs> which which I never understood because it's like it's a two to one girl to guy ratio at the school. So it's like, I was gonna say there's you, plenty to go around. That's why I'm like, bro, yeah. like it can't be that can't be that serious. It's ego. That's that's, that's everything. Like it's yeah, ego to too. where. Um, I see it now, like oh, you know, think about being famous and everybody's dating everybody. Like, whether you want something exotic, mm-hmm. would you want somebody nobody else touch? Yeah, right. Like, yeah. Why are you going with the same? Like, yeah, and it's it's just it's just <laughs> evil coveting what somebody else had. Is like, oh, am I better than him? Like, you know, that's 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 what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, remember, so I used to be uh, at the library. Nah, I swear, I used to be at the places that nobody else was at. The library. Yeah. I used to. I used to do all that, like, cause I knew nobody was gonna be there. I knew y'all wasn't yeah. gonna be there. The <laughs> y'all wasn't studying. <laughs> but no, I remember, <laughs> I remember uh, Ellis Langston and Joe Mazzula played one on one at the district at like twelve o'clock at night. <laughs> Just because Ellis was all right at basketball, you know what I mean. Y'all had a couple of yeah. years on y'all team. Uh, yeah. JB Ellis, uh, yeah. Riley Stark. So I mean I I don't know if y'all ever like talked about stuff like that in the locker room or just amongst each other. Uh, probably not. <laughs> uh, wasn't probably, like probably not. I don't he care about you guys. He wasn't like about us. Little basketball players. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel I, I think um shit my my clique was small the people I hung out was small so yeah. I mean but I you know like I said I was still friendly toward everybody but you know like I said I don't. There's no animosity to have, or just be in a negative mood for what? There was, you know, it'd be no reason to. Right. Right. It's a mature way of thinking. Yeah. I mean, it just takes too much energy to be worried about somebody else. True. Exactly. Yeah. That is so true. Yeah. If most people would realize that, oh my God, the world would be a better place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you you stayed out of trouble in college. You didn't really. And at WVU, I know for some people it could be that could be hard to do. Like, did you find it difficult to? maneuver around West Virginia during your time here as far as like staying out of trouble and staying out of the, the spotlight? No, I think that's something that, you know, should try to do my whole life and just, you know, you know, stay on the radar because, you know what I mean, like um, with success, you know, it comes with many eyes. People are just looking at you and people, you know, want to do, see you do well and people want to, you know, wait for you to do something wrong. So it's like, right. you know, I was taught, don't give no anybody a reason to to bring you down. Right. Yeah, don't get don't, don't give nobody no dirt for free. <laughs> exactly. So, but yeah, so it was just one of those things to where um just knowing with the 
success we were having is that hey, listen, like you know, you're not a not normal, you're not an average person anymore. Right. Like I remember, I couldn't, you know, I I hated going to the mall, hated going to the store anymore. Because everybody recognized like, you. Yeah, and it was just one of those things to where you know people don't notice. It's like you know, if you want thirty seconds of my time, and then sixty more people want thirty seconds of my time, that adds up. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like you don't want to be mean, but it's just like, hey, listen, I came here for some sandwiches. That's all I want. <laughs> I don't want you know, else. I just I want to buy me some bread and some meat. That's all I want. You know, but, you, know you, you got to be thankful, but you know, uh, one thing I said is always a time and place for something. Let's go, Mountaineers! Your, I want to know what your favorite memory was at West Virginia. There has to be one at least. Uh, favorite memory? I think there's so many. I, I would say at West Virginia. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know what my favorite at West Virginia. I don't know what my favorite moment at West Virginia would be. Um, if anything, I'll say probably um, playing against Virginia Tech, mm, yeah. actually getting to play. Because I went uh, went through, I think like f- five or four games where I didn't play. I played against Wolford, and then Virginia Tech, I really got some playing time. Yeah, which that was like, a crazy you know, game because we shit, we were like I mean, you know, we were behind. Was... There was people leaving the stadium. Everyone had just given up, and then you and Pat yeah. get out there together, yeah. and it was. I think that honestly was the beginning of the whole thing. Yeah. That was a glorious yeah. moment. <laughs> That's tough. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about these this NIL stuff now? Do you feel like you missed out? <laughs> you feel like it's unfair? Did I miss out? Damn right, I missed out. God damn. God damn. Actually, I mean, I think that's one of those things to where it's a blessing. I think, you know, and everything comes in due time. Um, I think for these kids, I just hope that... Um, their uh, family support, their mental is good enough to handle it because um, it's, uh, they, they, that's the one thing about being professional. It's like, oh, right. that money only stays for so long. Right. And it's like, no, it's like, oh, you, you have opportunity to, you know, be good for a few years, but if you being professional, be professional, you have a chance to set up your life for your family for life. Right. So I think you know I think it's it's great for it because I mean you think about the people that are making money off of you they they're using you mm. and you only have like I said it's a we play a child's game and you only have so long to play this game to really um, dig in and um, achieve wealth off of it. Right. So I think you know if the kids do it right you know have right mental it's it's a great it's a great deal. I, don't know, I think I mean, we're bringing in like twenty million from one of the BCS games. <laughs> yeah. Our Roman our, our Roman went up by five thousand. So it's like these numbers are intangibles off of, off of your back. So yeah, yeah no, you, you, they never deserve oh, a piece of the pie. Yeah, you, do you think these kids will be able to handle it? Like dealing with the money, like these 18, 17, 18, 19 year olds with thousands. Of um, I think, I think with everything, um, the first branch, the first people that go through it may you know, may be crazy. Um, but I think um, understanding it, hey, this is what you come into. Like, mm-hmm. you're going you're gonna to understand. Like, even with, um, I think with, um, with Bronny, right? Bronny, I think, is said to make $6 million when he goes to college. Who? He's going to be okay, though. LeBron's son. But he's, he's ha- he has money. He has well, a very wealthy family. So he's going to be okay. So I think um, just it's going to be a lot more education to what comes into. Mm. I don't think... Um, 
I think the the bad part about it is people are gonna be chasing money and not chasing success or a program 100%. that fits for them. Yeah. Like you still got you know, you still gotta perform. Like yeah, they can they can cut you a check, but that better be the last check you get if you're not doing well. So I feel, you know, I say myself, um I wouldn't have went for the money, I'd have went for you know, school. I went to the school that was best for me. And, yeah, you know, set you up for the future, so. not for the here and now moments. Yeah, which that's my biggest concern yeah. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I still think, um, yeah, I think the best thing, or well, one of the better things, would be to put a cap on how much money yeah. you can access. To where you, you you got a million, you can't touch a million. You can touch twenty percent of it. Right. To where it's now like, oh, you're, you know, you you go ham. With the money, like, yeah, let's like, yeah, listen, here, let's set up a, you know, not 401k, but set something for the long haul to when you're gone, okay, here's a percentage you can see after years and years and years or a few years after. I trust. Saving yeah. people from themselves. I'm studying, yeah. fi- I'm studying finance, so I'm trying to be a financial Yeah, trust. Yeah, there you go. Maybe I can yeah. help Real estate agent slash financial yeah. advisor. Yeah. Is that what we're doing now? We got to get that Virginia money f- figured out first before we can do it. <laughs> 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 nah, <laughs> Except the best was it. KJ handled all the money this year. KJ ain't nope. great. Didn't see any of that. Yeah, but again, so we, we talk about that, though. Maybe that's what <laughs> maybe that's what all schools and or universities need is like a group of financial advisors to help these kids. You know what I mean? Because honestly, me being a 19-year-old, 20-year-old Ashley, and if I was getting millions, God knows what I would have done with that money. You know? Because you don't know. You don't. Yeah, I think they, I think, um, I think they do have um, financial advisors. Trust. I don't I think so. Just in place because, shit, you can't. <laughs> I, I, I think it just wouldn't be wise to give an 18, 19-year-old kids access to. All that cash. So I think there's um, definitely um, okay, advisors on on the end, along deck, just because shit, <laughs> too, there's all yes. these taxes. Right. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you still have to pay taxes. Yeah. All right. What What do you mm-hmm. think? Uh, what company would a would you be endorsed by back then, or a restaurant or anything? all of them? Come on, baby. So it don't even matter. All the spots. So it wouldn't even matter. Yeah, I don't have my own pepperoni rolls. Shit. Probably would have. <laughs> no, I, I think. Uh, no, actually, I, I probably went after Mercedes. Let me, let, me, let me get that. Let me get that AMG kit. Get that AMG. Let me get that G wagon. Flexing on campus. Hey. Could I have ma- oh Magnum God. condoms? Could I have a condom sponsorship? Oh. Stay, stay safe. <laughs> Well, shit, I had, I, had a, I had a kid in college, so I don't think I'd have made the best yeah. Or you could have been like, this is what happens if you don't use condoms. Yeah, so that would be hilarious. You know, like, $5? Five, five, five That's hilarious. <laughs> you make the choice. Yeah, uh, so so cool. what, what you doing now, Steve? What is what is Steve Slayton doing now? Just shuffing? I'm, I'm cooking, cooking on the side, but mostly I'm a dad. A dad, stay home dad. Do all the kids stuff, all the schooling, nice. all the sports, hands on. Man, I would love to be a stay at home dad. I mean, my wife hates it, but I t- like me and her getting an argument all the time. Like I'm like, yo, I know it's hard, but you gotta enjoy it. You know what I mean? Like she, you have a two year old and a two month old, and yeah. well, I, I think I would well, love now, to now. The hard, I think the hardest thing is that 
And it ain't no clock. You you you, right. you don't clock in, you don't clock out. Exactly. It's it's okay. hey, you you're on the job. You you you're a twenty four hour call. And yeah. sometimes you don't get a chance to, um, you know, well I have three three kids, fifteen, thirteen, and six. Mm. So you know certain things that one may do that puts you in a bad mood. It's hard to turn that mood off, and then mm. turn around and act like that nothing happened. <laughs> so I think that's what's one it of the like having teenagers to, uh, right now? Being a parent is like, like, yeah, well, yeah. Having, having teenagers is it's crazy because I got a high schooler, I got a middle schooler, I got a uh, what was it, whatever, a first grader. So it's just one of those things. Um, girl, like I said, I, I, huh? My yeah, my youngest is a girl. Oh, a girl. Okay, so you, you yeah. You so it's one of those things to where I don't. I, I don't think I'm old, but I'm not far removed from school. Right. So my, my oldest tries to get away with shit. It's like, I know what you're trying to do. Like, I'm not stupid. I'm not. Like, you can't pull, you, you can't pull the wool over my eyes. Like, you can't have your friend vouch for you. Like, I don't trust them. I don't trust them. Like, listen, I don't care what they say or how, like, I don't, listen, we don't have trust. I don't trust you. We can't, we can't shake. So yeah, my oldest yesterday, he was trying to go to somebody's house. And I was like, I, well, we're not there yet. I don't, I, I don't trust you in my house. I can't trust you nowhere else. We're not there yet. I can't trust yeah, you. That's we're not there yet. But you so gotta build he, it up. So he got the had friend to ask you first. So he was like, go ask my dad if I could. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, oh, I got stories. <laughs> so this, 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 this fool. I tell him, I said, don't go school skateboarding in your nice clothes. You know, you, your school clothes. Like, yeah, whatever. Put some raggedy on. So I leave the house, I come back, he has his pants <laughs> off, but he's outside. And I'm like, where are your clothes at? He's like, oh, I left them outside. But then he had like one of his friends. I thought, so I think you gave your friend your clothes to wear for the weekend. <laughs> you, you, you think I'll do something like that? Yes. <laughs> I don't put nothing past you. You're my kid, I get you, I know you. <laughs> I get you. Nah, kids, kids, I mean, they crazy. I mean, I'm enjoying this stage right now, but I know, like, with girls, they're different. Like, you can't treat them like you treat the boys, you know what I mean? Like, What do you mean by that? I know eventually, like, a boy, like, like for example, like, Vala, like, cries over, like, little stuff. Like, if I had a boy, I'd just tell him, like, suck it up. Like, what you crying about? You know what I mean? Like, with, with Vala, Yeah, I you can. Love. You can tell her to suck it up, too. I can, but I don't You can? I feel like... The thing is that... Um, the way you treat your kids is who you want to be, what version of them you want to be. Like I said, I think of my kids as time machines. I was like, oh, shit, if I can go back in time at this time, this is what I would do. I mean, you gotta treat them the same. I feel like, you know, with my daughter, yes, I'm a little, um, I feel like, yeah, um, I'm more caring with all of them. Like something happens, hey, let's tell them what's wrong. Is, right. is, is it serious or not serious? All right, okay, you're, you're okay. All right. You, you yeah. got a favorite? Nope. <laughs> you love them all the same? All the same. Everybody, everybody, everybody. Damn. Did they... <laughs> I, well, I, say, you know, I, I say I have daughters, so I'll say that, that's daddy's mm -hmm. favorite. The little girl. I don't, have, yeah. I don't have three, I have one, so that's daddy's favorite. She still she still uh, listens. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, so we got the, the pit game coming up. First game of the year. They're ranked. We need Steve Slayton's predictions for this game. My prediction for this game? Um, 
Also, the beautiful thing about rivalry, it doesn't matter where you're ranked because yeah. it's not guaranteed. Right. So that's what I mean. I hope that um, these guys, and we have a lot of West Virginia guys on the team, I hope these guys really embrace that, what that means to where, hey, listen, it's it, it, it 0-0 first quarter. You got to win every every down, every play. You know, you got to win the battles to win the war. Right. So, of course, I'm going to have to go to West Virginia and it's going to win. I ain't give a score because it don't matter Amen. what the score is. I think a lot of people done. forget that, mm. you know? <laughs> yeah. Have you ever predicted WVU to lose? Like, I honestly huh? think, like, have you <laughs> have I ever what? Like an honest opinion about a game, like your boy called you and he's like, yo, I'm thinking about betting on this game or something like that. you like, uh, nah, you shouldn't do that. Have I ever been? No, I feel like I, I think I know what you're saying. I didn't hear you broke up a little bit, but no, I feel like for me, um, like I said, it's four quarters. I'm going to get exactly. my shit on. I'm going to do what I need to do. Like, you know what I mean? So I, I think um, playing a game, was all, it, was, it was always fun. It was never a serious, yeah, a, just super serious moment to where it's like, oh, man, like, I'm going to die. Like, oh, I, I'm going to have a bad week after this game. Like, nah, I was like, shit. I'm no, playing right, yeah. to the best of my ability. <laughs> I'm, talk, I'm talking about uh, predictions for the game. Like, since you graduated, if someone asked you about a prediction of a WVU game, are you always going with the home team, or do you give your honest opinion on if they're going to win or lose? Um, okay. Uh, it might depend. It might be te- it depend <laughs> on uh, what our weaknesses is and who, who we're playing. And uh, if I've seen a game before and somebody got spanked, or if you, you know, you're playing like a number one receiver, it's like, all right, like, you don't got no DBs to stop them. Yeah. But I, I say from experience um, or anything like that, yeah. Um, shit, we played against Calvin Johnson in the uh, Gator Bowl. Mm. That's Megatron. Yeah, he yeah. did a pretty good <laughs> stop of him. So, I mean, uh, like I said, any given Sunday, every given Saturday. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm I'm a root for my guys. Right. I, I, I say that I'm a root for my guys. Yeah. You you ever wanted to come back and and coach, or you just it's like nah, I'm good. <laughs> Nah, I'm good. I'm good. I think the thing about, because um, honestly, coaching is or playing a sport. As much as I love playing football, I love doing it myself. Coaching is mm-hmm. a whole other beast. Like you have to be in it. You know, like I said, twenty four seven. You know, recruiting, coaching, you know, life lessons. It was just one of those things to where I don't think I would be a hundred percent in it all the time, and I think I'd be a disservice to somebody's child um, getting them to a, a point a better point your kids play football um actually uh my middle child he's playing football playing eighth grade football he played rugby for the past few years so he's back into yeah, do, back into do football you, are you worried about the safety of the game and where it's going as far as like concussions and no nah, um, I just tell him be the hammer not the nail <laughs> probably say hey listen man go out there because if you play that's when you play scary you get hurt that is so uh, true so that's one of those things to where yeah that's just one of those things to where i mean i play this game i've been well been fairly healthy but if you play scary that's what that's when you get hurt mm. so if you don't go out there you know pulling up or trying to worry be worried about injury mm-hmm. you'll be all right you'll make it gotta hit somebody mm. <laughs> So I tell you, you, got, you always got to set the tone. You, I mean, you want people to view a certain way, you got to go smack some people. <laughs> go smack around. 
Yeah. So we we asked all the basketball players, what's their favorite hug story? Do you have a Rich Rodriguez story or a favorite quote that he always used to say? I sat in I sat in some of y'all practices. He was kind of wild. <laughs> oh, man, he has so many quotes. I feel like one of the things he had was uh, "Don't piss him up after telling his brain." Yeah, I was just about to say what? that. Bro. That's a yeah. funny ass visual. I was yeah. just about to say that. That's the one me and Will, was, we, we sat in y'all practice, and that's the one we heard. He said all the time. He threw yeah. a cone at somebody. <laughs> and the thing, too, well, he had, um, you know, one of the things that stuck with me is that you tell you you don't have no money in the bank to make, be making that mistake. Boom. Mm. So it's like, if, you, if you're not if you're not proven, don't yeah. do not do that. Like, don't be don't don't go against the grain. So it's like, you know, he, he'll, he'll tell you what, why he's giving leeway to somebody because it's like, oh, look, right. he got he more money in the bank thing. Yeah. He got more skin in his game. You know, he's doing shit. So it's it funny. So that's to me, he'd be yelling at me. I, he ain't yelling at me. That's <laughs> so how I, so I look at him. Like, no, he ain't yelling at me. He he never yelled at you? He, he did. He would yell, but I never took it personally because it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, shit, yeah. you going to play me Saturday or yeah, you know, like, Thursday or whatever time? I'm, 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 you know, shit, I'm putting money in the bank. You can yeah. get money together, baby. So you. <laughs> I, never, yeah, I never took it personally. He'd be right. yelling, like, oh, okay, all right. Uh, that's a, I mean, hugs yeah. used to say something. I mean, not hugs. One of our coaches used to say, like, you just got to be bigger than your, you gotta be bigger than your problems. Because I remember, mm, like, yeah. everybody got to go to class. And they sh- if I miss class, and I got to flip the tire and do some wild stuff. Deshaun missed class, and he, I uh, forget it. It's, it's okay. You do it do it after the month, then they forget about yeah, that's, it. Well, that's, that's what it is, money in the bank. <laughs> yeah, yeah no money in the bank. Like, shit. You're too, too, taking too big of a loan. I love that. I'm going to use that. That's good. Yeah, I f- I f- Thanks. Nah, I still Thanks. use don't, don't piss on my back and call it rain. <laughs> that's usually yeah. usually people say don't spit in my face and call it rain, but that's I never heard that one before. Piss on my back. them sayings, man. It, it's funny, and it's one of those things to where you know mm-hmm. you can translate it to life. Yeah. Do you think nice. that that kind of coaching style can translate today? I mean, I'm sure people still have some kind of style like that but you know like he said like you don't have money in the bank or stuff like that nowadays i feel like kids hear that they'll want to transfer next year like how do you feel about the transfer portal and all, getting into that stuff like because it, it feels like it limits you on coaching right or or no yeah um i think um it's it's i think that's a tough one because you're not getting better. You're not, you know, some, you know, sometimes it's right to transfer, but somebody says something you don't like transferring, no, it doesn't work. But, um, no, it's, it, I think it's a different beast because, um, you know, JB, you know, JB stayed for four years, mm-hmm. Jared Brown. Um, and he's still behind Pat and he could have started anywhere. But then when he had his opportunity to come play, he, he did well. So I think, um, it's really, like I said, picking the right, kids need to pick the right program for them. And what's going to help them grow? And you know, it's a, it's always a crapshoot because coaches can come and leave too. So it's one of those things to where you're trying to find a happy medium. Right. So we have some audience questions. I think we should get to because there's some good ones on here um, that I wasn't expecting people to ask. Some good ones. Um, so we we already answered a couple of these obviously because we've been talking for a while. But who has been your favorite running back at WVU since you've left? Do you have a favorite? Hmm. That's a good question. Do I have a favorite? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't say favorite all time. I think um, 
I like who's who at that time I support. But I'll, I'll say, leave it with me, Noel. Mm, you know, I would agree with that. Playing with him and yeah. just um, being around him and everything like that. You know, it's a more of a, um, I guess, a personal uh, connection. So I, I'll say Noel. Right on. Also, this one's pretty good. Um, would you ever audition for a reality cooking show competition? And if so, what would be your signature dish? Would I ever? I mean. Probably not. <laughs> just not even gonna audition. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. You just got like the thing bro. about being on re- you think about reality now is it's about promoting yourself or you know trying to be bigger, trying to be famous. Like I'm not mm. trying to be famous. Mm. So nah, mm. I, I think that it comes with a lot of shit. You know, nah. I'm cool. No, I don't think I would. I've never looked at it that way. I thought about auditioning for a cooking show because I love to cook. And I'm like, can I do it? Could I beat all these people? But now that you mentioned that, that's a good point. (laughs) I mean, I watch I watch a lot of cooking shows. I watch Chopped. I watch them. But it's like, you know, these people are, you know, vying for a TV spot competition. It'd be like, I don't No, I don't want to be on TV every day and talk about food. (laughs) I'm good on that. I I don't know. I wouldn't be. You know, it's not. It's not a passion. I don't think if it's not a passion, you're not going to be good at it. If you're not right. going to want to work at it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Steve dropping gems today. Can you mm-hmm. I hope you're paying attention, KJ. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what's your what's your, your specialized dish though? Like, what's the best dish? That My you specialized know? dish. I don't think I have a. I think that takes uh, time. It's funny because it's like, um, you know, what does say? Ten thousand hours in training, right? for you, you master mm-hmm. skill um i just cook what i what i like i see something i get inspired by i cook i don't think there's one thing to where like oh you have to have this from me is that hey like you know you want something i can make it mm. right like that <laughs> yeah okay. that's tough now did you did you always cook or did you are you cooking now because you have kids it, it, did you cook for the team the football team um, no, I, I could, well, not for, nah, not for the team. Shit, I, I had no nil deal. <laughs> I had no nil money. Shit, I cook, I, cook, I cook for the house. Yeah. I cook for the roommates, but no, I always cook. Um, my, actually, my parents uh, had a small catering company, too, so I've cooked since I, since I was little. So it was one of those things to where, shit, like you said, John, when you got to be an adult, shit, what am I going to do? So I was like, yeah, I went to culinary school. And figured it out. Yeah. Oh, tough. Yeah, I can't cook at all, man. <laughs> My wife does all the cooking, but uh, Paulie Paulie Cop, he he was cooking. Uh, he just graduated from WVU. He's a basketball player. He's he was chefing. I mean, I never had his food. I think KJ KJ, did you have some? Who? Paulie. Oh Pauly yeah, 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 yeah. Paulie Paulie is a good cook. Yeah. He, yeah. Was, he was he was chefing it up in school, and uh, I, I told him he should get on. Uh, what is it, TikTok? I think you'll mm. kill it on TikTok, man. I think you will kill it yeah. on TikTok, Steve. Just get on there, man. Promote your dishes. That's, 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 that's how to fame. I don't want to be famous. Exactly. You got great content. You got viewers. <laughs> and, it's, it, I, it just feels like, you know, it's one of those things to where I don't mind hard, being hard, or doing hard work, but it's like, is that what I want to be? Yeah. Like, do I want to do that shit constantly? Do I want to think about, oh, I got to post this? Right. Like, I, mean, I, got life yeah. <laughs> I think everybody yeah. idolizes like these yeah. influencers I mean, and like, oh, it must be nice to get paid to do posts. But like, I think that'd be a pain in the ass. 
Like you'd have to post every day, multiple times a day. God forbid your content isn't good. Constantly being judged by everyone. Like, yeah, that's no life at all. Well, I come from, I think, the the greatest age, you know, the 80s being an 80s baby to where I grew without the internet, they grew, Mm -hmm. you know, grew into the internet. So it wasn't, I didn't have a need to, it wasn't handheld. You had to sit at a computer, you got to right. dial up. And, you know, you don't put, you, you knew not to put nothing on the internet that somebody can, well, not judge you on, but you wouldn't want right. somebody, everybody to see. So I feel like now it's like, oh, they got to post everything. It's like, no, I mean, you're indicting yourself. You're, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're charging yourself with you're something. You're self snitching. That's mm. what that is. Yeah. I, I, def- yeah. I definitely struggle with that. I put everything on the internet. But I mean, it's just a different time. Like, just like any business, you gotta advertise, right? So it's self-advertising. Yeah. You're getting more subscribers, more followers, more people you can sell mm-hmm. to. So that's how I look at it. I don't really look at it as. Yeah. Well, that's you know that's a passion you that's have. That's not. It's nothing that you don't. You know, your your, your content is you. Is what you you know what you want to do? Like you know, real estate stuff. Like you need to. You can't be uh, a hermit. Real estate, you know, shit, you ain't selling million dollar homes yet. That's <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. um, I almost got kicked out of school for Twitter. I mean, hug. I tweeted something. You know, we used to have the class checkers used to come to class and make sure that everybody was. <laughs> so yeah. this is when Twitter first came out. I ain't, somehow hugs. A class checker came to see if I was in class. I was there, but he said I wasn't there. I called him a bitch on Twitter. <laughs> And then it somehow it got back. This class checker turned out to be somebody important. You know what I mean? And oh, got damn. Back hugs. You would. <laughs> got back what I had to deal and... with. That's it. Yeah. See, that was a young. That was a young mistake. If you know, like, yeah. nah, let me keep that to myself. Yeah, it's kind of hard yeah. to not vent on Twitter. Though. You know what I mean? It's kind of hard for me. I struggle with that, but I'm learning. Mm-hmm. I think I yeah. can't do that. Well, right. the thing is, like, I, I think about. Um, any, uh, you gotta look at it like whatever you put out there, somebody's gonna appreciate it, understand, and hate it. That's right. true. Yep. So you know, that's with anything. Like you know, that's what the that's what the world is. It's like you know, some you know, somebody's gonna agree with you, somebody's gonna understand, and somebody's is gonna hate you because you you tweeted it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, if, if, if you're comfortable, if you're comfortable with that, somebody hating on you, okay, all right, but yeah. You strike me as a guy who, like, you know, saves himself, stays out of the way, you know, does his own thing. So what was the what was the idea for the podcast? You know what I mean? Because that's kind of putting you out there, you know, letting p- people know more about you and your thoughts and everything like that. So what what made you start the podcast? Which is good, which is great, by the way. You know, I was on there episode. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. Hey, I wasn't on the podcast. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah. Hey John, you, you, you next man. I got, I got some, I got some dirt for you. No, it's just one of those things to where, you know, we talk. Well, it's you know one of those things to where you know we talked about it before on the show. Um, you're seeing more and more pictures of when we played uh, of myself and Pat Owen and things like that. And it's just one of the things to where is the share West Virginia memories. And I think that's one of those things to where. Uh, like I said, I've been, I, I don't think, an outspoken person, but a quiet person about my um, experiences at West Virginia. So this is one of those things to where, when it comes to it, I can, I can mm. share. What's the name of the podcast, bro? Burning Couch you don't know. Pod. Burning Burning Couch so, yeah, Pod. That's, that's, that's I'll that's be on this. Yeah, you'll be on there soon. But you know, that's the one thing I share with West Virginia stuff. Like, I don't share everything. 
I share, you know, what I, what I, what, you know, what I care about and hey, what's, you know, what's, well, when I say relevant, but relevant to listeners relevant. that want to follow. Burning Couch Podcast. Check it out. She got Pat McAfee on yet? that? <laughs> I'm sure he's probably been on there more than oh, once. That's a, hey, that's, that's a big, that's a big dog. <laughs> yeah. He has his <laughs> big dog. <laughs> you got to set up a appointment. Yeah. I'll probably talk to him in 2024 as many. It's a big dog. You got you got to set up an appointment to talk to Pat. Yeah, pr- probably. <laughs> Look, he, he does some yeah, things. Uh, you know? And it, it'll be no whip. And I mean, we got hey, man, can you come on this Sunday? It's like, nah, it's going to be shit. I'm free. Free this year. Free next year. <laughs> yeah. Big man. It's a big dog, yeah, man. Yeah, we, we almost had him, but Dave. Oh, don't him. blame it on Dave. Uh, no, definitely did not. Uh, there you go, Dave. He said, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> Don't worry, but Steve. Not... I edit all this shit out. I would blame John. I will blame John. John was probably late. I talked to him, and, and Dave was supposed to follow up. Never followed no, up. No, I did, and so, we went over this, that if he, no, you when you're verified, you don't get to people's messages easily. <laughs> so John, who was already talking to him, could have set it up. But no, he has me do all the grunt work that didn't go through. Mm-hmm. So suck it, John. <laughs> <laughs> he told you. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Yeah, we missed out so on that really episode. Oh, that's but. good. Speaking of which, we should give a, a quick congratulations to Gino Smith, who now has the uh, the main uh, job now. Yeah. I'm so excited for that's him. Tough. Like that is that's, that's tough, great. Man. I feel like he's been through a lot in mm-hmm. the league so far. So for him to get this opportunity, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm happy for him too. Yeah, he's been yeah. in the NFL for a while, right? Yeah, yeah, 13? Yeah, so he, or he already came out my 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 senior year because he would have been a junior. So I don't know if he came out his junior senior. Year. Yeah, he, he was involved in that little ten years. He was involved in that little stuff. Ten, I think Tavon posted ten years. So okay, yeah, yeah, we all in the same. Yeah, so yeah, 2012. Uh, yeah, he was. Um, he, yeah, well, that's that's for another that's for another time. We will not talk about that right Why? now. He was, invo- he was involved the, in a little scuffle case the people, was in that was, uh, people that was involved in that That was It's <laughs> actually a crazy oh ass God. story I'll tell you uh, once Steve. we get off of here Steve wasn't there That's crazy I didn't. I don't know I'm not even aware of this one so. <laughs> Nah Gino was always a stand up Stand up guy though I mean he didn't do anything wrong Like When I say The, the scuffle It was all Cajun It was all like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, crazy. <laughs> look to him though. Shout out to him. Five, yeah, sure. and Gino, he's he's being inducted into the Hall of Fame this year too, right? Which Steve's already a part of. I think all three of them. All three. I think all three of them are right. I think, yeah. I think Tavon, it's uh, Tavon, yeah, Stedman, and, and oh wow, yeah. I think, I think that's yeah. as cool. All yeah, go together. That's, that's cool. Absolutely. Yeah, I, yeah, I'll get to be there for that. So I'll get to see that. That's gonna be a t- yeah. Because our tough. very own Kevin Jones is also being inducted this year. Ah, oh, thanks. Congratulations. That's, that's tough. Thank you. He won't let me get it, give his speech, though. No, I, mean, no. I don't blame him. I already got in trouble for you talking on my behalf. <laughs> so I don't want that. Hey, good looking. Thanks for listening to the show. Help us spread the word and tell your family and friends about us. We're available on all major podcast apps and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Final Forecast. Steve, appreciate having you on the show, man. Thanks for coming. Oh, man. You got, you got to get back on the show. Man. 
Yeah. Sure. Wherever you are, John. I'll say some yeah, stories let, for let you. Let me know when you come to town, man. All right, bet, bet. Yeah, man, go to a football game. Maybe you can get me on the field or something. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't even get on the field. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe now I'll get on the field. Yeah. <laughs> but nah, man, I appreciate having you on the show. Uh, this has been another episode of Final Forecast with me, Jay Flo, super real estate agent. Uh, oh, yeah, Steve, you need some property, too. I bought some property or anything, you know what I mean? And more time, <laughs> let, me, let me know. I got you. My guy, Kevin Jones in Japan land. Yep. Our lovely co-host, Ash. That's me. Super producer, Dave. I'm looking through the WV photo archives of photos from uh, the pit games when you were there, Steve. And apparently the uh, Extreme Home Makeover guys were there uh, for one of the games. And these, it, that's just the entire gallery, is just this Ty Pennington guy. There's 32 pages of photos of, of Extreme Home Makeover with former President Mike Garrison. It's the most bizarre thing. I can't. Delete that. He yeah, seems he seem like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he heard it here first. <laughs> Yeah, Steve, best running back. Yeah, yeah. Come through WVU for me. My vote. Yeah, so. Yeah. so, Steve Slayton. Appreciate it, brother. Appreciate, Appreciate it having me on, man. All right, uh, keep keep shuffling it up, man. All right, take it easy.